Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Observe and Report. Uh, my name is Jason Simmons, sitting across from me as always, Jack Smith. Hello. Uh, and we are your hosts uh, for this wonderful show where in which we explore each other's tastes in movies and TV, both the good and the bad. All Sometimes right. the ugly, but more often the handsome. Look at you, JB. Jerry B, always in our hearts and always in our minds. Ugh, always. I feel like I haven't seen many posts from him recently on Instagram. Or have I been neglecting him? Oh, no. Oh, no. He's doing okay. Okay. I, I should mean, check up on him. I'm so sorry, Jerry. He's probably, you know, spearheading some brand new social media platform. You know how tech savvy he is. <laughs> Something called Plum that we've never heard of before. <laughs> doing another movie with boats. Mm-hmm. You think like Plum, like, okay, it's about like, you know, maybe it's, it's just about the fruits plum. Like, he's just, that's what he's promoting. He loves them. I like them. And there you go. That's the connection. They are messy, there. though. I, I don't like eating them in public because inevitably I get, like, plum juice on my face. <laughs> it's not cute. I can't eat them at work. There's, I don't like eating oranges in public. It's just the amount of juice that's produced. It's a lot. Same with peaches. And, like, I got to tear into an orange, too. It's, like, just, like, exposed to delicious fruit meat True. beneath. But I do like it when other people eat them at work because then it smells so nice for like a couple of minutes because it smells like citrus. I always feel people get annoyed at the orange smell what? produced. I I always think it. I don't know. They're monsters. <laughs> it's not like you're putting broccoli in a microwave. It's an orange. I feel people think like ugh, cleaning products or something like that. I would love for my cleaning products to smell like citrus. <laughs> I intentionally buy grapefruit scented ones. That exists? Yes. Welcome to the podcast about <laughs> various fruits and cleaning supplies. We are immediately off topic. <laughs> Let's clean this show up and oh, talk about boy. the things that Time we've to seen. cancel this show. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, get into it. Well, you start me off. What did you oh, watch? Okay. Um, the main thing I watched was the entire series of the Umbrella Academy. I also watched it as well. Cause is it because I told you please watch this? <laughs> Partly. I mean, it feels like a lot of people I know like have gotten into the series. I don't know anyone who has, so I have had no one to talk to. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Feels like my small little world. Like there's a lot of people watching it right now. Well, I hang out with a lot of just very normal, like mainstream <laughs> people who aren't interested in the dumb shit that I watch. So that's fair. It's but a lot of normies getting into it too, given the fact that it's really been blowing up on the internet. Really? Yes. Um, it was not heavily advertised by no. Netflix. They were not promoting it heavily, but it is getting a lot of good attention. Interesting. Um, which how, is how cool. How much did you watch? I watched the whole thing. I finished oh, okay. it. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> um, so I found it rather predictable. Okay. Up, up until the last three episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to spoil it. Just FYI. Just so you know, I'm not telling you to skip ahead. Just know that we're going to talk about this in depth because we've both seen it. Yes. And you should see it too. I feel like it's rare that we've both seen the same series like from start to finish. At the same time. Yeah. Um, so I did like hurt Vanya being um having secretly having a power Mm -hmm. that she hadn't discovered yet i kind of call from the beginning um because you could feel it coming like you know of of the children i mean if you haven't seen it i guess like there are uh seven gifted children Mm -hmm. um a family adopted family essentially Mm -hmm. um and each of them with their own unique ability except for one the normal child played by ellen page oh delightful 
She's really kind of what kept me watching it. She was my favorite part of the show. Like, yeah. was she yours as well? Yeah. Okay. She's great. Um, so, so she has always felt um, very much like the black sheep. She's mm-hmm. been take, uh, kept apart from her family while they go and like solve crime type of things. Um, but some characters I found kind of annoying yes i agree there were some characters that diego were... i wanted to just be like chill dude <laughs> just chill and they kind of make fun of him which i appreciate like look at this guy's outfit <laughs> but like he just he was so intense mm-hmm. um and i just needed him to relax i was not very interested in luther and allison i did not like luther um not the actor i just didn't like that character there wasn't much to him to be honest and like his power is strength, I guess. Like super strength. Um, but I think the interesting thing that they should have explored a bit more mm. is the stuff with him and his dad. Absolutely. Because like the super family, you know, of these seven children, all of the other six left right. as it grew up. And the only one that stayed with him was him. I wanted to see what happened when it was just them. Yeah, like why did he stay with them? Like what did like what caused him to like, you know, be so loyal when everyone else is just like, I want to leave here and be yeah. my own person. Agreed. And that was the more interesting route as opposed to like him, like, you know, being in love with his adopted sister. Right. It, he was just kind of boring and kind of khaki. And every decision he made, it just felt he didn't care what anyone else thought or didn't yeah, believe no. in anyone else. It just felt like, well, no, what I think is right and we're going with my plan. It just felt like, this is collaborate, collaborate. Mm. Um, I thought Allison's, um, okay, saw the power. So Luther's a big half ape guy. He, yes. Um, Allison is, um, she, if she says, I heard a rumor, then whatever she says after that, the person she says it to will believe it. Yes. Um, the Klaus, um, can speak with the dead and see them. Mm-hmm. Um, Ben, who, that's another storyline, um, that I really wanted to know more about is he had a really cool power mm-hmm. of being, he has like a, tentacle monster that can kind of sprout out of him of his chest or stomach or something like that and like devastate and destroy stuff but he tragically died when he was younger which they don't they never get into they never got into it he's just he's a really funny kind of interesting character and he was handsome (laughs) um and so they never really get into that then um number five whose name you never know he's just number five Mm mm-hmm how would you describe his power? So he can teleport and he can jump through time, but he can't control his jumps through time. There you go. I knew you'd be better at that than me. <laughs> um, I think that's all of them, right? Oh, and Diego can... Curve any object he throws? Yes, so he throws knives. Yes. In particular. It's um, a weird set of powers. It is, which I like. <laughs> I'm glad it's not the usual. Just like, I can fly and mm-hmm. whatever. I'm really fast. Um and they're also Cha-Cha and Hazel are basically assassins. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pogo, who I really liked Pogo, and I would have liked to see more of him, um, especially considering that he was like kind of a moral compass for them, and yet he helped their father who do some like really terrible things to them. Yes. And you could tell that it broke his heart to do that, but he still went along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's Grace, their, quote, mom, who's a robot, essentially. Um I kind of wanted to know more of what was going on with her. Right. There's just a lot 
they focused obviously on like children, but there were a lot of other players who I would have liked to know, have known more about. I did not like um, Mary J. Blige's performance very much. I was fine with it. Really? I was happy to see her act in a thing because I'd never seen it before. I was really excited, but I guess and kind of, I mean, I don't expect her to be the most amazing actress because she's mm-hmm. new at it, but it was a little bit kind of stiff. I but guess. There was also the character a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think the chemistry between her and the guy was great. It, I think the chemistry was totally fine given their relationship. Yeah. Like, they weren't friends. We are just right, right, co-workers. Right. Um, but I liked him a lot. And that same guy was in that show Mindhunter. I don't know if you watched it. I've heard about it. I did not watch it. He plays... Everyone loved him. He did an amazing job. He looked completely different. Um, he played this uh, guy who in real life, Ed Kemper, he was a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, what's his name? His name is um, Cameron Britton. Mm-hmm. And Mindhunter was not very good, but everyone kind of agreed that his performance was really great. It was like one of the better parts of it. Absolutely. The kind of the standout part of it. Um, but to see him like with hair and in that, and Mindhunter, he had glasses. So he was a completely different person, um, but with the same voice. And I was like, why is that sound so familiar? Oh, that's the dulcet tones of a guy who played a serial killer. <laughs> Um, he has this like Chicagoan Midwesterner yeah. kind of like accent going on. Um, anyways, what were your thoughts? Um, I feel like it sounds like we we're <laughs> negative on the show. For me, I did enjoy it. I sorry, <laughs> I did enjoy it. I always go to the negative. I did enjoy it. Um, it was it was very different. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the relationships I did really like. Um, I liked seeing. Um, uh, it was brief, but when number five, he was a great actor. He's a kid. Yeah, he's, he's only a... 15, but I was very much convinced that he was an adult in a man's bo- in like a child's body. <laughs> um, I really liked him really interacting with anyone. He made it really interesting. I liked the guy who played Klaus also because he was very cute. Uh, um, Robert Sheehan. Yes. He was previously in Misfits playing yes. pretty much a similar character. I mean, the character is kind of minus the drug issues like very similar to him in real life like his mannerisms and stuff mm-hmm. like, i don't think it was like the biggest reach necessarily mm-hmm. um but he's nonetheless a pretty kind of charming charismatic guy like a charming annoying wonderful person mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly um and what also i think is like magnetizing but also like irritating is when he's like using his true like you know native accent yeah like it's wonderful and charming but also you talk a mile a minute and i want to punch you in the face man <laughs> like, and that's his nature and I, I love it you know that you talk a mile I a minute also know it but also <laughs> like his rapid fire like nature and just like you know seemingly just very off the wall characteristics mm-hmm. like really work for the character and work for him and i think he was a standout for like yeah. a lot of people who are watching the show um but I did really enjoy the show. Same. They had some really good fight scenes, actually. They um, did. The fight scene that takes place, like, you know, in their mansion was very well done. Um, although fun. there were some things that I couldn't, like, I just couldn't believe, you know, Cameron Britton's character uh, fighting the half ape man, and, Luther. And, like, winning. And, like, standing his own and, like, kind of winning. It's it didn't like, make any sense whatsoever. No, no, no. These are just two regular assassins with guns. Yeah. Like, why do they have any kind of, like,. Any kind of chance against these superheroes. They're supposed to be, like, very good at being assassins, but nonetheless, like, he's... Luther is so huge. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Um, There was another silly thing that occurred. Oh, um, number five storyline. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Th- there's a lot that, that's going on there. If anything, yes. I would say maybe his story is like the impetus for everything that happens. Absolutely. Uh, on the show, but 
so one thing I don't understand, um, the people that he works for, they change events in time Mm -hmm. to affect things in the future. Um, One thing they show you that they do is they stop time at a point in time. Right. And like, you know, can do things within that. Yeah. Why don't they just ever just stop time and stop number five from like actually getting any of his goals across? It's a great question. <laughs> it just it's felt a great question. like that was a big pothole, but I'm sure it's maybe something to be explained. Although when they stop time, whenever he's there, he also is able to do things and be normal mm-hmm. while other people are frozen. I mean, I guess perhaps that that is. But they could certainly just destroy his. They just could just kill his own family. Like, right. That's his one quote unquote weakness. Right. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. I understand that. But, but it looked really cool. The visual effects looked really cool when they did that. Uh, yes. I would say visually the show does have really cool things going on. Yeah. Well, like when Ellen Page is accessing her abilities yes. finally, that looks really cool. Um, the destruction of the earth that happens yes. in one timeline or a couple different timelines yeah. throughout the show looks really cool. A lot of stuff on fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It, yeah, visually, I think they, they did a really good job. Um, and also, I guess it should be noted that, you know, the the original creator of the comic, um, it's based on a comic called Umbrella Academy as well, mm-hmm. um, is Gerard Way, the lead singer right, right, right. of My Chemical Romance. Didn't see it coming. I, I mean, I've known about the comic for a long time, and it is very well-reviewed and critically oh, really? praised, okay. but I never actually, like, picked it up to read it. And, like, actually seeing it, like, oh, I guess I should go back and read this. It makes me want to go and read the source material. It makes me want you to go back and read the source material <laughs> and tell me how it is supposed to learn different. <laughs> Please take the time to do that. <laughs> But you know what I think? Um, because of the what su- do you think, Jason? <laughs> because because of the success of this show and how actually like good it is, I think this is like maybe going to get the gears turning for Netflix, like make more uh, original superhero content outside of their Marvel stuff. That'd be cool because they don't have access to the Marvel stuff anymore, mm. and they're and they're canceling them all one by one. Like uh, I think they just announced that uh, Jessica Jones is canceled after its season premieres. Oh wow! So yeah, I mean they're gonna sweep that out of the deck because they don't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think you're gonna see more things like this from Netflix. That's cool, and yeah. it's nice to see actors who I'm not familiar with. In the, your great point, um, they're showing you a lot of people that I've not seen in a while, yeah. or that I've just not seen in anything else at right. all. Um, outside of like Ellen Page is like the biggest name in it, right. um, and it is just really cool to see like you know people who have not normally seen act like Mary J. Blige, mm-hmm. or people that have not seen in a long time like Robert Sheehan, or people that I'm just not familiar with at all like Number Five. Yeah, like they have uh, everyone's doing a good job acting wise. Agreed. Yeah. Um, is there anything? Oh, I felt like the last three episodes um, were finally things I didn't see coming, like her, like uh, Ellen Page's character Vanya. Um, accidentally almost killing her sister. I openly gasped, like, oh! I went, oh, shit! We're doing this on the show? Oh, man. Okay. It would have been more effective had she died. Mm -hmm. It would have been kind of more interesting. And to see how they then have to regroup after that Mm -hmm. and everything. Um, She lived. I almost said she unfortunately lived. No, it's great (laughs) that she lived. Um, But... um, it's I didn't see it coming and then I loved um when they're in the theater and they're having this kind of battle royale and Ben's powers finally kind of oh, come out. Yes. Or not Ben's powers. Well yeah. Mm. A combination of Klaus being able to really tap into his full the full range of his powers. Right. And Ben's ghost, for lack of a better term, is able to like do the octopus thing and just like Like toss around a bunch of dudes yeah, in a theater. Super fun. I didn't know 
I didn't know because they keep alluding to um, Klaus not really like reaching his full potential like his dad was saying Mm -hmm. but I was like well what is his full potential like what are the range of his powers I can't even imagine what they would be right and so for them to be that is really awesome like I'm I'm super curious and also like thematically the show has a lot going on too like you know it's about family and like how families can be broken and how everything is not always as great as it seems um yeah a lot about like fathers and children parents and children Mm -hmm. um and like the expectations on both sides of that of what people should be yeah Yeah, creating your own family and what it means to like start a family of your own while you still are a part of a family so yeah there's a lot going on there Mm -hmm. theme wise too um yeah (laughs) despite constantly going to the negative i really did actually enjoy it um (laughs) i hope there's another I don't know that they would do another series, but it would be nice for them to do a second season. Oh, I think they're definitely going to do yeah. a second season. I, I mean, they haven't officially announced it yet, I don't okay. think. But yeah, I totally see them doing another season on this. Um, especially, yeah, because it left off with um, Vanya. She's still alive, but then she turned all white. Like her, her violence turned white. So I guess that's a visual reference to like the comic. Like okay. in the comic, like things are a bit more, way more stylized. Like in so far as like, people course. wearing costumes and things like that. Mm-hmm. And Vanya's costume uh, in the comics is like a white jumpsuit, but like with the markings of like a violin on it. So like oh, strings cool. down like the center line gotcha. and like little notches on the side to make it look like, you know, her hips are like, you know, the curve of a violin. Oh, that's really cool. And like her whole like look is like all white. Okay. Um, and I don't know what the nature of that is in the comics insofar as if she never knew she had powers mm-hmm. or if like, you know, if they manifested it in this way. I'm not sure how close they're sticking to the source material mm. at all, but I like where they're going with it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'll be interested to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. What else you got? Oh, um, I've got some things. Um, I'll talk about something that I watched a little while ago that I didn't talk about, but I really enjoy this show. Um, the show called Being Human, uh, the American version of Being Human. Um, it came out in 2011, I believe, was when it premiered, um, and everyone loves the British version of it, but I feel like no one even cared to watch the American version. I, I really even, enjoyed it. It sounds vaguely familiar. Was it what channel and or streaming platform? It was on Sci-Fi Channel, okay. um, and Sci-Fi has such a weird history of being, like, really good, but mainly being really bad with yeah. its shows. But then you have, like, you know, critically acclaimed, I think... And again, I'll say on the show again, one of the best shows ever made, um, Battlestar Galactica. Oh, God, yeah. But <laughs> then you have, like, you know, Sharknado also comes from the same network. Oh, and that was that not critically acclaimed, Jason? Um, in, acclaimed in certain ways. <laughs> I mean, acclaimed enough to get, like, six sequels. Oh, my God. So, you know. That money could have gone to, like, cancer research. <laughs> but no, that's what we need, six sequels to Sharknado. People needed to know about the Sharknado and what it could do to them. Did you purposely change your Yes, I did. Because <laughs> I'm a gross monster. <laughs> um, and speaking of monsters, being human, it's about three monsters. Nice segue. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's about a ghost, uh, a werewolf, and a vampire living together, like, you know, in Boston in the mid-2000s and just trying to live normal lives. The whole idea of the show is they want to be human, like... In this show, vampirism is treated like an addiction. Oh, okay. So the vampire is like trying his best, like, you know, be on the straight and narrow, not to like, you know, use humans for blood and just like, you know, to live a normal life. He works as like a nurse in the hospital. Oh. Like the werewolf, you know, like left home. You know, he was attacked by a werewolf. His girlfriend 
killed by a werewolf. Oh, no. And, like, you know, he's never returned home. Like, his parents are wondering where he is. Oh, sad. And, like, he's just trying to, like, you know, figure out how to not be a werewolf anymore. Like, mm. all this research is going into it. And the ghost is a woman that died in her own home, was killed by her boyfriend. Oh, no. And she's trying to figure out, well, if you're a ghost, you're a ghost for a reason. Like, you have to, like, move on. Oh, okay. What do I need to do to move on? Those are the ghost rules she's playing by. Those are the ghost rules this world plays by. Gotcha. That's what I meant. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, um... It's it's fun. It is like funny and also like you know, uh, decent action points and also like a good story overall. I think it had a very good story throughout the course of the series and various things happen to characters. Powers are gained, powers are lost. Ooh. Other people become monsters. <laughs> like, Ooh. how do you fit into a community of you know othered people when you yourself don't know if you fit in at all? Um, and each of them deal with that in their own way. Um, and yeah, it starred Sam Witwer, Megan Rath, uh, Sam Huntington. Um, I got a terrible joke about this. Stop me if you heard this one before. So a werewolf, a vampire, and a ghost move into the apartment together in Boston. Oh, Jesus. I know, I'm horrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. It had really cool music. Okay. It had fun indie pop alternative music through, and like a, two new songs every episode. It was good, and it made me feel very warm to watch it, and it's not available on anything anymore. Oh, no. They took it off of Netflix, so if you want to watch it, I guess you got to buy it at this point. Interesting. Or steal it somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not advising to do that, but I'm just saying that's a way to acquire it. I mean, really, that's a way to acquire mostly anything. <laughs> but okay. Wow, you've turned dark. Like <laughs> this is who I am now, all right? Just a rogue. Um, but that was the thing I watched. How about you? What else have you been watching? I have to say, I did enjoy the music um, in the Umbrella Academy. Yeah? Which I usually don't notice yeah. music. But they, um, most of it, I really enjoyed. They did have some good pop hits on there. To, like, was... punctuate the, usually, like, action scenes and mm -hmm. stuff. It's pretty cool. What was your favorite song, if you can remember? Um, probably um, the Queen song or the... Um, uh, the Tiffany song. Oh, I think we're alone. Yes, now. when they have a, a random dance scene. Yes, um, which I thought was actually kind of adorable. I really did too. Um, and apparently that was choreographed by um, Ellen Page's wife. Oh, Ellen Page got married. I didn't know yeah, that. I didn't know either. Um, but she Good married. For her. I know. I'm very happy for her. Um, she married a woman who's a choreographer. Oh, that's so nice. She choreographed the dance, which I really enjoyed the choreography, so it was fun. That's really cool. I did yeah. not know that at all. Yeah. Um, Ellen, uh, congratulations. <laughs> um, we didn't get an invite. It's fine. It's cool. But, I get you know. it. I'm sure you kept it small and private. <laughs> um, I watched, because I did not actually watch much the past two weeks, mm -hmm. so I was like, ooh, got to cramp something in between Friday night and Saturday morning. Um <laughs> So, the golden hours, <laughs> some would call them. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, so I watched the first episode, which is an extended episode. It's 70 minutes um, of The Americans. Oh. Which well, has since gone off the air because it's been wrapped up. I don't know how many seasons. I think at least like four or five. I remember seeing ads for that and just being very thrown off and just being like, what is this show actually about? But mm. what is this show actually about, <laughs> Funny you asked, Jason. Let me tell you. Um, it is. It stars Carrie Russell mm -hmm. and Matthew Reese, and they play Elizabeth and Phil Jennings. Um, they are. It's set in the eighties. It starts off in like nineteen eighty one or nineteen eighty two. Okay. Um, and they are Russian spies, and they're living in America as an American couple. They have two kids. 
One of them's thir- they have a daughter who's 13 and a son who's maybe like 9 or 10. Whoa. Uh-huh. I did not know it was that deep in so yes. far as actually having a real family. Yes. Ooh, okay. Um, but they are very much still active spies. Um, Ronald Reagan in the show, I mean, this is true to life, but um, they start off with like shortly after um, Ronald Reagan was elected president. Okay. So it's like real like um, Russian tensions between America. Right. And um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's really interesting and it's pretty fun. I enjoyed the first episode. Um, I don't know if I'm going to keep watching it. Only I felt like I got so much out of the first episode that I was like, "Do I need to keep watching the show?" Oh, wow. Um, I feel like I know what's up. Um, so in the first episode, they kidnap a um, a Russian guy who was um, a captain in like the army. Uh, in Russia, and then he defected to the U.S. Oh, interesting. Um, and so he's being kept in the trunk of their car because things kind of go sideways, and they have to come up with a plan B. Okay. Um, but their next-door neighbor, who just moved in, uh, is working counterintelligence for the FBI. Get the hell out of here. That's too... Don't, I, don't you hate it when that happens? Irritatingly convenient for the sake of the show, but I understand where they're going with it, I guess. Well, because then they're, they're sitting there like, Oh my God, they're on to us. And one of them's like, nah. And they're like, what if they are? <laughs> I'm like freaking out. Is it a moment of like legit comedy or? No, no, no. Not okay, because that sounded very there's funny. Nothing. <laughs> Just me lending my comedic chops to a scene that was very serious. Um, and so, and they've been married in the show for, well, I, at least like 15 years or whatever. Um, and it flashes, it goes between the present and the 80s and flashes back to kind of how they got started with this stuff. So they go back maybe like 10 years into like the 70s it or something like that? It flashes between the 60s when they're both oh. starting off um, kind of in the program, if you will. Okay. And then to now being the 80s. Okay. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and Matthew Reese's character, he is not quite as loyal if you will to the motherland i was just gonna ask that question mm-hmm. like that's where most of the tension is okay it's between having a new neighbor who's in the fbi and carrie russell is very loyal to the she's the down motherland. for the cause yes she's like i will die for our country okay and he's like mm, so the i'm just gonna kind of <laughs> <laughs> again Mary's, seems um, like he's bringing the comedy in the show maddie's like i don't know <laughs> so i'm gonna spoil ish the first episode okay um so the guy that they're keeping in their trunk is like, listen, I got three million bucks for defecting and help. Now I'm helping out the U.S. government. Like, you could start a whole new life with your family if you just defect. And they're in this precarious position. Now they got this neighbor. They got this guy in the car. Um, and so you see Matthew Reese be like, ooh, it is not worth it. Because if we get caught, we're going to die. Mm. So he's a little more wishy-washy. Because it's not like they're really defecting. They were spies. Right. <laughs> they are, yeah. They're in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's this tension between the two of them. Um, so it is interesting. I'm not really, I'm not particularly, even though I like history, I'm not particularly interested in that time period. Okay. Like um, the Cold War of like, the Cold War, focusing on the Cold War in like the 70s and 80s. Right. Okay. Um, that doesn't interest me as much. Um, maybe it's a little too topical to now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. surprisingly. Um, 
but I do find their relationship interesting and the fact that they have like an established family and like they love their children. Do their children know? They do not know. Interesting. And that is also the argument to be made of when they're in the garage chatting about it. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants, he's like, we could start this new life. And she's like, well, what the hell are we going to tell the kids? And he's like, well, we'll tell them. And she's like, absolutely not we agreed on this we are never going to tell them they will never speak to us again because they love their kids how old are their kids 13 and like 9 or 10 okay so they're like there's you know they're not dumb they're enough not too to young understand enough what's to going absolutely on. understand what's going on um they're also very much active spies she sleeps with a guy in the government for the sake of for the sake of information. getting information and like blackmail wow and like it's present day to them. So, you know, a couple days ago, she slept with another guy and it's kind of tearing him up a little bit because he discovered, she video uh, uh, records it, not like in a videotape, but just an audio recording. Mm-hmm. And he listens to it and he has to listen to his wife <laughs> sleep with another guy. And she's just giving it to him like, here you go, like today's report. No, it's they have like a safe spot in the house. Okay. And so the recorder's there with like some wigs and passports and guns mm-hmm. and, you know, the typical spy stuff. <laughs> spy gear, you know. Yeah. Um, comes in the, the bag that you get, the goodie bag that you get when you become a spy. <laughs> Just stuff you pick up at Sharper Image, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he, you see him go through the motions of being both heartbroken about his wife doing this, but also... She gets the information, so he's also kind of proud of her. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also more into the marriage, seemingly, than she is. Oh. So that's another... Well, here's another question. Is their marriage really fake, or is it like, you know, do they actually care about each other? That they... That's kind of the thing, is huh. like they, they're partners in every way. They're partners professionally and mm-hmm. also personally, and that kind of comes up at one point, um, too, where... He's, a, I guess you could say he's a little bit softer than her in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, again, I'm just spoiling the first episode for you. Um, comes to find out she was raped by the guy when she was a cadet by the guy in the trunk. Oh, wow. Yeah. So when they're close to, when the FBI guy moves across the street, she's like, we're just got to kill this guy in the trunk because... People have found out about it because the guy's missing. Mm -hmm. So it's on the news and they're um, milling about the uh, Russian embassy so that they can't take him there. And so she's like, let's just kill him. And he's like, (laughs) we're not going to kill him. What are you doing? And so it, um, he's about to be like, listen, I'm going to turn this. He's secretly going to turn the guy into the FBI guy across the street. And she catches them and it's revealed that he did something terrible to her and Matthew Reese is like what did what did you do and he the guy wouldn't say and he figures it out just from the tension and so he just throttles the guy out and kills him right there that kind of shocks him back into the game of just like shocks him back into the game he's in it with his wife like you hurt my wife who's though my professional partner like he sees her as his wife he so for matthew reese's character he's blurring the lines like he not that he can't see what he shouldn't what he shouldn't shouldn't be doing but it's all starting to get confusing for him okay yes um and but also so the the reveal about their marriage kind of happens when he's he's feeling a little frisky and um 
she had just been thinking about what horrible thing happened to her with this guy in the trunk. Uh-huh. So she's like, get away from me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but you're my wife or something. It's, it's a weird push and pull between professionalism and personal and weird. Yes. It's very interesting. It, it sounds like they're dropping a lot of bombs in the first episode. And so far as like, it's check this out, check this out. Yes. And it's shown that, um, they didn't know. They have only known each other as the American couple. They know nothing about each other's lives before that. I thought, so they were not together in like the, they are brought to some like government building in Russia and it's like, um, Oh, what's his name? Oh, Phil, this is Elizabeth. You will only know each other as Phil and Elizabeth. Wow. You will not know each other's any details of your lives before that. That's pretty wild. That's, and they've been married for say 15 years and that's, they still had no nothing about each other. And so finally she starts to reveal a little bit about her past life after he realizes, after he, they kill a guy and he realizes this horrible thing happened to her in the past. Mm-hmm. So they start to reveal a little bit about each Fila other's past. unravels the ball of like, so this mm-hmm. is who you were, this is maybe where you're from and this is what you've dealt with. Perhaps maybe she puts, she starts to put some legit details, like her name, where she's from. Oh, stuff. Wow. While they're just chatting in bed. Huh. Yeah. So it's, I was like, this episode's so long. Why does it feel so long? And then I looked at it. I was like, oh, it's because it's 70 minutes. Okay. Like a prestige format. Like, you know. Yes. It's a two hour premiere. With limited commercial breaks. I'm sure that's what it was (laughs) at the time. Um, So it was certainly um, interesting. I might have just convinced myself to keep watching because I know people have really liked it. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the acting. I think they're both pretty... Um, I found their performances pretty magnetic. I was like into them. Also, I find Matthew Reese kind of attractive. So, what do I? Where do I know Matthew Reese from? What else has he been in? Because that name is very familiar, but I just can't. He's been in a lot of stuff, but he has. He's like one of those guys who's good looking, but if you just put a different wig and glasses, as they do on the show, because they're in disguises uh-huh. on his face, he looks like a different person, different human being entirely. <laughs> yeah. It, he would act, he actually does have a good like face for spying like <laughs> Carrie Russell does not because she's just beautiful and has a very like specific look who's that curly haired vixen over there? <laughs> Felicity Felicity yeah, yeah. <laughs> how Scott Foley <laughs> um what was he in um what have you seen oh he was did you see the post um I did not see the post okay well that's not helpful is it Jason <laughs> um you did not see Death Comes to Pemberley, but I did, and it was great. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> he was Mr. Darcy. I loved it. Oh, okay. Um, He was in, there's a show called Brothers and Sisters. I've heard of that. I've heard of that. No, um, I didn't see it, but I heard of it. An episode of Columbo at some point, apparently. <laughs> was he eight? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think he's been in anything that you have seen okay because you watch normal things not <laughs> things like death comes to pemberley from like pbs masterpiece theater but like i completely understand his name is very familiar and yes. maybe just from this maybe from a couple other things maybe the post as well but yeah this is him yeah that's a real spy face it's just a real just blending in with white the wall. guy <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um but he they do have them in um a couple of like different wigs and stuff mm-hmm um, and it's kind of fun to see the different disguises. Right. And, and and 
because it's set in the 80s, do they really lean into that like 80s aesthetic or is it does it feel more normalized? I think I, a thing that yes. shows do yeah. um I feel is like it's the 80s, crazy colors. That's not that kind of shit. It's show, not right? like Stranger Things where you're okay. just like this is the 80s and it's in your face and there's uh-huh. just like arcade games everywhere. Yeah. Um it's it's vaguely the 80s. Like okay. that just from like the clothes and stuff, but nothing crazy. Okay. Um also Matthew Reese's character has assimilated a bit better into American culture. Um they're good uh at kind of showing not telling, which I appreciate okay. uh, the lack of exposition. Um like they're in a mall and he's looking at a pair of cowboy boots and he's you know how they have like the ground mirrors where you can see oh yeah how your feet look in shoes which is weird but i guess it's a thing um <laughs> he starts like doing a legit like kind of cowboy dance mm-hmm. in the mirror and it's you can tell like he doesn't mind american culture as much it's like he likes like he'll go to the movies and watch things and like i'll eat at burger king yeah he'll go he they went and got ice cream as a mm-hmm. family and like he's just adjusted much better to it um than she has it's not so much an act as it's just exactly like, yeah this is it's tuesday like i go and try on shoes it's right. my thing i'm taking my daughter <laughs> to the mall and mm-hmm. um but it's kind of awesome because there's this creep at the mall and he sees the guy's name and he interacts with them but he's like honey i can't get in a fight with that guy he's huge and she's the daughter's very sweet and mm-hmm. i appreciate that the kids are not annoying and the girl's like of course you wouldn't fight him he's enormous and then at the end of the show, he puts on a wig and some glasses and beats the shit out of this guy. <laughs> and it's so great. Um, Might have been my favorite part. Um, but it is uh, an interesting show. And I like the performances enough that I might keep watching. Okay. It, I'm very interested. Yes. Also, you pulled a me by being, giving a very detailed I, description. <laughs> I just watched it last night. So I got a fresh on the brain. <laughs> I think I'm more excited about it than I thought I did. It was. sounds like, like oh, I'm not going to watch the rest. Although you've told me everything let me tell you a play-by-play of the entire 70 minute pilot no it was sorry riveting I, i'm very interested it was good i liked it and the guy who plays the neighbor you've seen him a million times mm-hmm. uh what's his name his name is you might recognize his name noah emmerich yeah i know that name you know do you know who he is i can't tell you exactly like what show i've seen him in but in like everything he's usually some guy in a position of authority i feel like he's yeah i've seen this guy tons of times like truman show that kind of thing yes he was like his best friend truman show there you go (laughs) i knew you'd know um so yeah apparently i enjoyed that more than i thought i did (laughs) Uh, i'll keep watching and i'll give you a breakdown of it fx coming again with like you know the good hour-long dramas on tv and what's funny is people act like they just started doing them with things like pose and feud and like american horror stories like guys it's been going on for a while like they've been making quality television quality hour-long dramas for a a good long while what is pose and feud oh those are current uh fx shows feud a little bit older like another two years old or something like that i've never heard of them oh like feud is like uh, i forget the like the 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 hollywood icons that it's based on but these two hollywood icon actresses um that like were just over the years like constantly going for the same parts like you know the oh. social life and all this stuff and just oh yeah okay I think yeah i, I forgot the exact people that. that was based on um and pose about like you know the uh the 
club scene of like you know gay and trans folks in like you know new york city in like the early 90s oh. and like detailing that i never even heard about that yeah like okay. that's been getting like a lot of great buzz but like and it just feels that people are like yeah like epic surprisingly makes good things like you know the giant versace thing wow who thought that was good no, the they... oj thing like no they've been doing it for a while it feels like they also used to play a lot of um, reruns, I think, of um, X-Files, so I was pretty <laughs> FX for a while. <laughs> like, yes, they didn't have the best programming at first, but I feel they've really graduated into making quality TV. They quietly have been, I think, for a mm-hmm. while, yeah. What um, else you got? Oh, um, what else do I have? I went ahead and watched uh, Stargate. Um, the movie Stargate, not the show, which I love. Oh, I could tell you all day about Stargate and the years I spent I spent with it. Um, but that aside, uh, Stargate, the nineteen ninety four film starring um Kurt Russell and my arch nemesis James Spader. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those of you that don't know, I fear him and hate him. Um, I don't have an issue with him. He's so creepy but to he's me. so great in lincoln just being drunk and falling and, and stuff and that's the james bader i can take those james bader i can't take every other james bader he's just i mean he does give off just as a human being kind of a creepy vibe and that's the thing i don't hate his acting it's a good actor he's just a very creepy man to me that's fair <laughs> um, he used to be friends with jfk you see that's a creep fact that feels real is, is he actually friends was he actually friends yeah with him? legit but he's so much younger than that. I don't know how old he is. James Bader's like Robert Downey Jr.'s age. Uh, 50-something? Like early 50s. I don't know. <laughs> but I wouldn't doubt it. It's within his power. He's talked about it. The only reason I know is because he talked about it on Jimmy Fallon. <sighs> I got they were it. real goofy little cut-ups together, apparently. Then. No. Did I say JFK? Yes. I didn't mean that. I meant his son. Then that sounds way more reasonable than. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> then this time travel. Sometimes I say things and I assume people can read my mind and it's the wrong thing. I mean, Jay Spader is a sexual vampire. Maybe he's a real vampire. Ew. Able to live long for a long period of time. But anyway, Stargate. Um, I enjoyed it. It's totally fine. I think it got super panned when it came out in '94. Um, so it's a show. No, it is a movie. This, but it was a show? A movie that got turned into a show. Oh, the movie came first. Yes, the movie came first and the show picked up from the movie. Interesting. Um, they act as if it's, you know, just one led into the other. Okay. Um, but yeah, Stargate, it's a tale of space and imagine Lawrence of Arabia in space. That's kind of what they would try to go for. I've never seen Lawrence of Arabia in sand, so I don't know what it would be in space. Okay. <laughs> um, so a lot of sand. Um, foreigners coming to a foreign land and leading people in a revolution to save themselves. Okay. Um, it's kind of what it is. Um, basically, the whole thing of Stargate is an ancient alien uh, came to Earth, um, abducted a whole bunch of people, Uh-oh. took them across the stars to be his slaves and to mine uh, minerals for him. Um, and the alien is a parasite. Humans are apparently very easy to repair um, when they break down. So the alien jumped over the human being and has lived in, inside of it for a very long time. Um, so the way it works is Earth is linked to this other distant planet via this device called a Stargate. Okay. As opposed to having to fly so many light years every time oh, back I and forth. I hate having to do that. It's exhausting. Like, who wants to do that? It takes so many, like, pee breaks. You got to bring snacks. Obviously. Yeah. Why do that? Just get a Stargate, all Absolutely. right? Absolutely. 
So through the Stargate, you can just pop in, pop out, pop in, pop out. And he was doing that for hundreds of years, thousands of years, until the people on Earth revolted, buried the gate, and then he was not able to make his return to Earth. Wait, so it's one guy taking one person? One guy taking tons of people at a time. Like, the gate is built in such a way where many people can go through it at once. How does he get multiple people if it's just one one parasite and one individual? So he posed himself as a god. Uh, oh, the gods that people believed in. Gotcha. So he posed himself as Ra um, of the Egyptian pantheon mm-hmm. and stole a whole. Oh, I know Ra, Jason. <laughs> I'm just planning for the <laughs> listener. I know Ra. I don't. I mean, I vaguely do, but I don't know the history that well. I know Ra on a first name basis. He's only me got and Ra. One name. We go back real far. <laughs> but uh, through the through the through the movie, so much time has passed, uh, thousands of years. The gate has been unburied again um the u.s government has taken control of it uh and they figure like oh well this ancient artifact like you know from what we see here they say it's possibly some you know route to the stars so wait so when was he taking people through what time like thousands of years ago okay so it's he hasn't when did they bury it they buried it thousands of years ago Okay. And they gotcha. unburied it relatively recently gotcha. in Egypt. Sorry, I was cutting at the tag off my hands because it was itching me and I might have blanked out just for a second. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So the government gets a hold of it. They see the hieroglyphics and, you know, they did the research on it thinking that, oh, this is possibly some route to the stars. Like, Aww. okay, we'll throw a couple archaeologists and linguists on it to decipher it. And if anything comes of it, anything comes of it. It's just like a side project that money is being sunk yeah. into. Okay. They bring James Spader on because like he's oh, a great... No archaeologist and linguist and he's like oh dude he's both yeah pick a lane james so he is able to see it and and be like oh dudes it's this and a buzz the whole world is crazy now just like the only one who figured yeah it's a a dumb thing he comes in he sees a dude reading reading a newspaper and immediately a gotcha moment like eureka jimmy spade only i (laughs) james spader ultron himself (laughs) (laughs) And solve this problem. Um, and Kurt Russell is the uh, military man, the colonel that is, is assigned to the project. Cool. Um, they go to the other world. They're not able to get back um, because James Bader doesn't know how to dial back. Um, the way oh, it works. I thought he was so smart. 100%. And they pretty much say that. You think you're so smart, James Bader. <laughs> you piece of shit. Sexual vampire. <laughs> hey guys, that wasn't in the script. <laughs> oh, we know what you do. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're stuck there. They meet the locals. Um, they understand. They get the whole history of what happened to them and why they're there. The locals being the locals the being children, the descendants of the humans yes. who were initially enslaved. Okay, yes, they gotcha. speak a dialect very similar to ancient Egyptian. Oh. Uh, James Bader, being a linguist, is able to decipher it, understand it, and like communicate with them and like kind of serve as like the bridge sort of um the alien posing as a god comes back and is just like all right time to get my minerals who are these people time to and- get my minerals. <laughs> the lamest thing ever spoken by a bad guy time to get my minerals where's I that iron ore calcium need my zinc all right <laughs> these bones are getting old um osteoporosis guys don't let it get you <laughs> So he, so is he in the form of just a human? So he is in the form of a human. Um, is he a handsome human? He's a very pretty man. I like it. Um, who doesn't wear any kind of... He's very flowy in his robes. He's very I ornate. I he doesn't wear clothing. Oh, no. 
Um, Don't leave me on like that, Jason. <laughs> Finish your sentences sooner. I'm sorry. I'm picturing Jude Law. Getting you hyped up here. Jude in the nude. That's <laughs> what I was hoping for. I feel like that's his one-man show. <laughs> <laughs> it's really just an emotional <laughs> nakedness. Real disappointment. I'm sorry for anyone that came out tonight. Just a lot me. of like 40-something women leaving there real angry and frustrated. Show closes in one night. <laughs> Jude Law ran out of Broadway. <laughs> it worked in the West End. I don't know why not now. <laughs> um, but yeah, insofar as Stargate, the alien comes back. He wants his minerals. Uh, the humans are there. What are they doing here? They brought the gate. They brought a nuclear bomb to blow me up. Uh-oh. Idiots. <laughs> he steals their bombs. I'm going to send it back. I'm going to blow your whole dumb world up through the Stargate. Idiots. And then James Spader, sexual vampire, and Kurt Russell. That's what it says on his business card. <laughs> James Spader, sexual vampire. Uh, they get they get in gear and they're able to reverse that bomb, send it back to him, blow him up, and save the day. Hmm. Um, James Wait, do they blow up the whole planet or just him? Somehow? Just his spaceship oh, as okay. it like retreats back to the sky. Gotcha. Um, so Jimmy Spader decides to stay back on that planet to, of course, uh, prey on his new victims as a sexual vampire. <laughs> and Kurt Russell returns back to Earth. Interesting. Um, but that being said, there's a lot of people in this movie like that you don't expect to be in this movie. Like French Stewart is there. <laughs> what? As a soldier, as a Marine. What? Yes, exactly. Was this before Third Rock from the Sun? Is this is like a year before Third Rock from the Sun. Wow. It's like, you were an alien thing, right? Yes. Because that's how <laughs> French Stewart sounds. <laughs> Perfect impersonation. <laughs> Um, it was directed by Roland Emmerich, and you may know oh. Roland Emmerich now, for the listener, as the guy that made things like 2012 and <laughs> The Day After Tomorrow. Back in the 90s, he was all about aliens. I wonder um, if he was related to Noah Emmerich. I 100% doubt it. If it did, I it would blow my mind. He was. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, what's his name? Um, Emmerich is super interested in the environment now and oh, okay. environmental disasters mm. he used to be all about the alien movie and okay. i liked his alien stuff i kind of hate things that he's made since then I about mean, the environment wait you said 2012 and what else 2012 day after tomorrow um oh you hate those movies <sighs> i hate those big dumb disaster movies i love them i love them so much oh goodness day after tomorrow oh <laughs> what a stupid great movie wolves on a cruise ship you can't wolves outrun you can't outrun a the wind cruise ship. <laughs> but can you jason no jake gyllenhaal you can't <laughs> you should freeze out there um yeah but that being said also a young jaiman hansu um <gasps> and in 94 so he just went by jaiman um, what no last name madonna style uh, madonna style i didn't know that <laughs> it surprised me i was like what you were wait first of all you're in this movie all right second of all you're not you're not so unfamiliar with star lords <laughs> um third of all whoa wait a minute you just went by one name get out of here Oh, what were you like? <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I was very surprised um, to see a couple of these people here sprinkled throughout, just like, surprise me. But yeah, that was Stargate. Um, the movie's okay. It's okay. It's got maybe some cultural insensitivities going on there. Just oh, like, look at these white men save all these brown people. Oh, yeah. But I mean, outside of that, it's fine. <laughs> um, but you like the show a lot. Oh, I love the show. 
Oh, okay. And it's so what so is the good. show about? The show is very much like Star Trek, I would say. With new oh. people, new places, visiting things, and kind of getting over like moral quandaries and like cultural differences. The difference just being that they're using Stargates to... Yes, as opposed to like starships or anything like that. So there are Stargates all over the place? Yes. So the premise of the show um, is that, oh, we found like, you know, the coordinates to multiple places. We oh. thought it was just a point-to-point transfer. Apparently, there's a whole network of these things. So you just put in the beep, boop, boop, put in the coordinates, and you yes. can go to another place. Ooh, that'd be fun. And the premise of the show was like, so you know that god that we killed, quote-unquote god that we killed? Uh-huh. Apparently, he's part of an entire system of these things, uh-huh. an entire organization of aliens that are you know parasites that take people over. And they're kind of mad at us, and they're yeah. going to come for us, and they're coming for us right now. So Uh-oh. we kind of have to like get technologies and understandings of how to defeat them from these different cultures. That's cool. So they were kind of like on the clock a little bit. Mm. So it's like, cool, we're learning things about your culture. That's awesome. Do you got any of those minerals <laughs> that we can What's use? What's your gun situation like yeah. right now? Also, were the minerals that they were mining the same as our minerals or just no. like space minerals? It was space minerals. They're for like fuel or for yes. weapons. It's like fuel and weapons and like okay. it, it's what the Stargate's made out of. Oh, so it's okay. like okay this does like have a purpose and like you guys ruined the mining operation earth so we're coming for you <laughs> um, so it's the equivalent of wait what's the unobtainium yes <laughs> wait is that what uh, in Captain America's shield is made out of oh no that's um, vibranium, vibranium. Yeah, it's yeah. the vibranium of yes, Stargate vibranium Stargate okay gotcha <laughs> cool but yes, that was my Stargate experience, and interesting. I've never had a platform talk about Stargate before. I can't believe you watched it despite James Spader's presence. You know, it's a lot for me to get over sometimes, mm-hmm. um, but I deal with it. You know, I have to watch You're him so to, brave, to learn how to defeat him. One day. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how did your dislike slash fear of him begin? Oh Lord, where did it start? It was that movie Secretary. Lay down on this couch and tell me <laughs> how he makes you feel. The movie Secretary with him and Maggie Gyllenhaal, mm, and he I just saw it. um, it's a movie about like it's a movie about just uh, sexual domination, I guess. And Spader was just being a real creep in it, and I didn't like the way he's treating Maggie Gyllenhaal, but that's the way Maggie, Maggie Gyllenhaal wanted to be treated. So it's like, well, okay. I mean, if she's cool with it, fine. But also. I don't want James Spader to treat me like that or anyone like that. <laughs> so it all started have there. have some more self-respect. <laughs> um, so yeah, it started there. And then, yeah, in other movies like Less Than Zero, which is him, Robert Downey Jr., um, Andrew McCarthy, a lot of those 80s pretty mm, people. Yeah. Um, and he really messed up Robert Downey Jr. in that movie. Like, oh. he he abused him sexually, mentally, oh, emotionally no. in the movie. <laughs> And to me, it just made watching uh, Avengers Age of Ultron that much more interesting. Yeah. Like, you get your revenge, Robert. (laughs) (laughs) You get it for all of us. (laughs) So, yeah. He just creeps me. He's... And then, oh, in The Office, when he became uh, interim boss. Oh, yeah. After Steve Carell He's really creepy at The Office. He's extremely creepy, but very funny. Wait, what was his name again? Robert California. There you go. Amazing. (laughs) It's such a great name. Um, Jimmy Spades and Bobby California. Yeah. What an album. <laughs> so yeah, that is a short history of my d- semi-dislike of James... My my false dislike of James Spader. Slash fear. Slash fear. Deep, real fear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Okay. What else have you been watching? Um, I randomly watched The Dark Crystal. Really? Yes. Cool. What made you go to that? What made you want to watch that? Um, I was just real desperate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Desperately searching. Des- I need puppets. <laughs> <laughs> I need them in any way. I can get them. <laughs> um, I need them once a month. Um, no, I just, I had never seen it. And um, I... Usually what I watch is based purely on whatever kind of like mood I'm in. Okay. And I wasn't sure what I was in the mood for. I didn't want like a heavy drama. Um, and so it, I was just kind of going through Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And it was there. And I was like, you know what? I've never seen this before. It's such like a classic. I'm just going to watch this. To me, it just feels very long. Like an epic story almost. Like it's a fantasy tale. Yeah. But it just always felt like, oh man. I'm really, I'm really with them. Okay, we're going through this weird forest now. Like it's, it's a full movie. Oh, and, yeah. I, and I think pe- when I started watching it, I didn't think it would be. I thought it'd be like, oh, this is like a fun, light, airy thing. Yeah, it's, no, it, it is. It is. Uh, there's a heaviness it's there. Heavier. That little character is carrying quite a burden. <laughs> that I also felt the burden of. Like, oh God. Um, but it. I could see. Oh, I didn't look up what year it was made. Do you happen to know? I think IMDb. it's like eighty-seven or or or, or eighty-five. I think it was like eighty-two. A, eighty-two. Okay. Sorry, I asked you and then I answered it <laughs> from the internet. No, get um, the exact number for these people. I just, I could feel, kind of how it influenced other people. I feel like just um, the look of it reminded me of so many different things. Um, Granted, the don't get me wrong, the timeline is off on this, but like I felt um, it reminded me of like Star Wars when he's in the swamp mm-hmm. and getting taught by Yoda. Well, they shared similar teams insofar as pup- true, puppeteers yeah. and whatnot and designers. Um, and um, the in particular, the Land Striders. Were those a big ostrich-looking things? They they have super long legs. They're super tall. They're okay. like whitish color. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. That gave me real Guillermo del Toro vibes. Absolutely. Um, it um, also made me think of the Never Ending Story. Absolutely, just yeah. Just like the burden that this guy's carrying um, and having to go through all these different lands and he's never been there before. It um, very much had themes of like, you know, the Hobbit in there, definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you, could, you could kind of feel whether or not it was conscious or anything who knows whether those filmmakers saw i'm sure they probably did but it felt like it influenced a lot of things and or you could see um it reminded me of so many different things in particular when it first starts and the um so it's the skexies and the (sighs) skexies that's what they were called gelflings and who are the how to explain this film so uh the main character is a boy named jen he's super fucking annoying and useless <laughs> and i really disliked him despite the fact he's the main character so his whole um species basically was killed by the skexies they're bad guys and his species are the gelflings right correct okay i can't remember what they call the um the people who raised jen that, that, like, species. I could not tell you off the top of my head. I got head. nothing. So, um, after the emperor of the Skeksis dies, I got real Death of Stalin vibes. Because <laughs> it was just, like, a bunch of 
jerks being like, well, who's going to be emperor now? Who's going to be in charge? I want to be in charge. And they dislike <laughs> each other and they're fighting. And it's like a little chaotic and it made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so there's the dark crystal and the it's a very straightforward storyline, which I appreciate is the dark crystal. The Skelskis have it. Uh, if there's a piece of it broken off, if Jen can't get that piece, he has to find it and get it back to the Dark Crystal or repair it. Otherwise, the Skelskis somehow get all the power in the freaking world. Or right. Um, along the way, he meets another Gelfling that he didn't know even existed named Kira. She has wings that she does not use enough, and it's really freaking annoying. They never explain why she specifically has wings, right? Because the girls, the, the females girls, have okay. wings. She's like, duh, hello. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's annoying, but more useful than Jen. Um, it's basically a story of the turtle monk people versus the Nazi vulture guys who are the Skeksis. <laughs> There's also things called podlings the little guys that they enslave they capture and enslave oh, right, 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 right. i couldn't remember the name of them i called them puddles i called them puddings i finally <laughs> figured it out and was real excited those about little it. puddings the little puddings that they stole <laughs> they stole some puddings um and it's just the puppets were real i never thought i would say this but the puppets were really cool looking mm-hmm. and it that portion of it like I think especially um, having Star Wars come out recently with the, they, they use some puppets and stuff mm-hmm. like the puppetry really holds up, Jason. It, <laughs> it, it looks does. really cool. And um, I know we've had discussions before about um, the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit and how when the Orakai and the orcs, they're all made up in real life and mm-hmm. they're really scary because it's so much more tangible. Yes. But when they did The Hobbit and, um, like, the albino... CG orcs. Yes. Not as scary. Not at all. And kind of dumb looking. And I don't... They barely held up then, and they're not going to hold up over the course of time. Mm -hmm. Whereas the puppets still hold up. They're still really cool looking and gross looking. You can tell, like, the Skeksis... They like must smell terrible and they're mm-hmm. gross and ugh. like you can see the texture of their skin yes. and all that stuff. Um, and it's really cool and it's still really like creepy when um, one of them like kind of like dissolves and like starts to fall apart. I'm sure that movie gave a lot of kids nightmares. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it is not for children. It is not for children as much as Family Guy is a cartoon that is not for children. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like it would be really, I would be terrified if had I seen that The Dark Crystal when I was a kid. Yeah, you gotta wait till your kids like twelve at least. Oh yeah, to like show them Dark Crystal. Yes, because it's like it's it is like you know they're trying to tell like a a fantasy epic, mm-hmm. and they are not holding back. It's no. like you know that scene in Flash Dance where she dances and pulls it to the cord and like you know water goes down over her. They do that, but with like lore. <laughs> <laughs> And just like, here's the world. Like, but I want to learn by piece by piece. Nope. All at once. They throw a lot at you and they expect you to keep up. Yeah. Um, and the look of that movie is super cool. That it's was like, really cool. That, that was like the Henson Studios, like first real foray of just like, we're going to just do it from the ground up. Mm. Every set that you see is created. Everything that you see on screen There's no live action person necessarily, but it is mm. everything is in a suit or it's a puppet or it is some kind of puppetry. A real human being you're mm-hmm. not going to see on screen yeah. in the way that you think that you will. And it, 
it works. It's it was still really fun, and it, I think it kind of tapped into that little kid part of my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, but with a decent story, if even though the main characters were annoying, because <laughs> um, I think they were annoying because they were the only childish part of it, and mm-hmm. so it stands out even more that it's like these annoying kind of because if they were humans they'd be like 19 years old right and so it's just like the skex the skexy nazis and then these like monk turtle things Mm -hmm. and then these annoying little kids basically (laughs) um they're kind of they're weirdly the weirdest the um kind of weakest part of it but it was still really fun and i enjoyed it and i'm definitely gonna go and watch labyrinth um have you not seen Labyrinth? I've not seen Labyrinth. Oh, let me tell you about Labyrinth. You're going to enjoy don't it. Don't tell me about Labyrinth because I want to see it. I think you're really going to enjoy it. And yeah. you don't get to a Labyrinth without get, having a Dark Crystal. Yeah. I think the problems that exist in Dark Crystal, not that they're a huge amount or that they're really no, huge, yeah. they understand and fix them. For what they are, in it's Labyrinth. great. Yeah. Like, I really enjoy Labyrinth. And it's a musical. It has music in it. It's great. fun. Cool. <laughs> Um, and the, also those Landstrider things, if you look at the way that they run, because it's clearly, not in a bad way, it's clearly someone is in this giant-ass costume mm-hmm. with these long leg things actually running. Like stilts on, basically. Yes. Um, and it had to be, it's a really weird position. It had to be incredibly uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but they do a great job of it. And the way they move is very similar to um, TARS in... Inter interstellar with the whole like rolling yes. feet and whatnot. It's a it's a similar motion because there was a guy also moving Tars. I did not know Tars was a puppet. Really? Yeah, there's a guy behind it, or like kind of in it. Mm-hmm. Most of the sometimes it's CG, but most of the time when like when they're in that water, it's a guy moving it. I did and not he know had that. To learn how to like walk with it and stuff, mm-hmm. and the motions kind of reminded me of the Landwalkers. I was. Landstriders. It was interesting. It was just a really hmm. fun visual feast. Like, um, and I enjoyed it a lot more than I kind of expected to. I should rewatch it. The last time I saw it was like maybe eight years ago or something like it's that. It's on Amazon Prime. Okay. Um. Yeah. I will check that out again. Is Labyrinth also on Amazon Prime? It is. Really? I'll probably watch it tonight. Well, fantastic. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I yeah. I gotta check out both of those things again. And Labyrinth is fun. Ah, oh, it's so. Everyone Warm. loves it so much. I was like, man, this is a a chunk of pop culture that I've missed out on. I want to see it. Puppets. Movie puppets. Listen, I <laughs> didn't realize I enjoy a puppet. <laughs> it's a real awakening at 32. <laughs> uh, I'm liking them. The more elaborate, the better. I mean, you start talking about James Bader, you find a lot of things about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real soul searcher. <laughs> what else? Um, what else have I seen? Um, bu- 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 bu. I started watching the show on uh, Hulu. Uh, previously, it was on um, Adult Swim. Uh, it had two seasons. I think it's going to have a third this year. A show called Black Jesus. Um, I've not heard of this. It's fun. It is a show um, just based on the idea of like, what if Jesus came back and he was black and That's he lived amazing. in and he lived in Compton and he was always going getting into schemes that were. For good reasons. I love the idea of a Jesus scheme. <laughs> Give it to me all day long. And he hangs out with his friends and like, you know, they're trying to like, you know, build a community garden. And mm-hmm. the whole first season is devoted to that. Like the creation of this community garden. And just like, like Parks and Rec, like trying to get the... It kind of is, actually. Um, okay, I have many questions. Uh-huh. Um, does the world realize that Jesus is back? Um, 
they don't believe that he's Jesus. A lot of people are just okay. like, whatever. Gotcha. But like, he's ostensibly Jesus. <laughs> like, okay. He has omniscient powers. <laughs> he can heal people. Like one guy, like get, like gets shot in the eye. He's like, just put his hand on his eye. Just like, thank me later, man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is it a cast of characters kind of like Parks and Rec where he has like a group that he just oh, yes. hangs out with? Like his okay. modern day apostles um, are pretty fun. Cool. <laughs> is there anyone in there I would recognize? For his modern day apostles, no. But okay. I, the, the extended cast, yes. His antagonists are played by Charlie Murphy, who is oh, the yeah, yeah. landlord okay. of like Jesus's building. Great. Love who's it. Always, who doesn't believe he's Jesus and always wants to, always wants to kick him out. I can absolutely see that. <laughs> um, Love it. And John Witherspoon, uh, who uh, is done so much stuff. Uh, he was on the Wayans Brothers. He's in all the Friday movies as uh, Ice Cube's dad. Um, it's an old-time comedian who's just super funny. Yes, I recognize him. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, they play, like, the antagonists of Great. Black Jesus. Um, but then you have, like, a bunch of other, like, cameos and appearances. Like, Keith David plays, like, a minister. <laughs> like, a crooked minister at one point. Um <laughs> And yeah, season one is just really great. Like, and each episode links into the other. Okay. So like episodes and things that happen have consequences. Um, It's from Aaron Magruder, the guy that made uh, Boondocks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, And he had stepped away from the show because like, you know, creative differences with like producers Mm -hmm. and whatnot. And he moved on to like, do this. And it's solid. Like I found myself laughing really hard many times throughout the show and charlie murphy is the best part of that show he's really good and it's a great antagonist okay and the show serves to try to like really impart more lessons as it goes on which is like you don't have to do this but it's surprising and like you know i mean it makes sense given the character yes and um jesus himself played by a guy called uh silk johnson uh started the character on like silk johnson that's S I L K. Um, he started the character on like Funny or Die oh. in like 2009 or 2010 and then like you know four or five years later uh, he was offered the show <laughs> to like awesome. you know kind of, they kind of like developed it into a show and it's just really fun um, and not how heavy. How old is he? Ish. How old is Jesus supposed to be? Is he? He's like in his forties. Like, oh, okay. Early forties, like late thirties. He's aged post death. Interesting. <laughs> Um, but he the performance of is like really funny and just like uplifting and positive oh, and, nice. and just like I don't know it's a totally decent show to watch insofar as just like I don't have to think about this this is gonna be really fun I like it um, so yeah that's one thing I started getting into it does it sounds like Parks and Rec but like Black Jesus Parks and Rec yes <laughs> um, sounds great and yeah his crew is like made up of like you know a, a cool Mary Magdalene um, a young tech nerd love it um a guy that's like having problems with his girlfriend and his kids and just like, dude, just go home to your kids. Like, I don't want to. Oh. <laughs> I want to hang out with Jesus. <laughs> that's totally fair. Um, a guy that recently got out of prison is really trying to like turn his life around and like his friends keep thinking like, you do, you're do, you back in the stuff again. Like, no, I'm not. Like, I work, I'm a male stripper. That's why I'm like not coming home oh, at night. Oh, <laughs> no. And that's why it looks like I'm doing bad things. But I'm not. I just didn't want anyone to know and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds amazing. So it's it's a fun show, um, but yeah. What Keith David is in everything. He's the he's the black version of Noah Emmerich. They're just like <laughs> guys who are in everything. They're in every movie. Like his voice is in also a lot of stuff yes, too. That's like true. he does a lot of voiceover he's work. He's a great voice. He's the voice of the Navy, <laughs> like in all those Navy yeah. ads. No, that, I never put that together. That's Keith David. Oh, he. If anyone could convince me to join the Navy, it's that voice. <laughs> is Keith gonna be there? 
Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) If if he might be there, I don't know. I'll show up. Send me a brochure, Navy. (laughs) Um, That sounds awesome. You said a Hulu? It's on Hulu. Okay. I'll have to check that out. But what else have you been watching? That's pretty much it. Yeah? Um, Aside from the assignment, that's pretty much all I got. I haven't... I think I've just been watching YouTube videos mostly. (laughs) I can't invest in things until the weekend. No, that's totally fair. Like, yeah, keep it easy in the week. Yeah. And pile it on in the weekend. Um, Insofar as what I've seen, um, I'll just talk really quickly. I just watched uh, Neighbors 2 with my mom. Oh, that's right. A few days ago. That's hilarious. (laughs) Um, Your mom's the coolest. (laughs) She greatly enjoys... A good stoner comedy. Greatly enjoys. Really? Yes. Um, Harold and Kumar, she loves that series. N- series of films. Not just the first what? one. She greatly enjoys all three movies. We saw the third one together in theaters. How old were you when you discovered that she liked this ge- particular genre? She's always loved like goofball comedies. She always like watch stuff with Seth us. Seth Rogen's <laughs> biggest fan. <laughs> she loves Pineapple Express. She finds what? the movie hilarious. Like she was like calling out parts like don't you remember this part like no mom I don't like oh come on loser like, it was the part like when they were in the house like they're in the tree and like oh, okay wait so like if you were to like but if she found out that you were like smoking pot or anything would she be bothered I think she would be what? I I don't but I super think she'd be like can't believe that but the movies that we watch <laughs> like those are movies Seth said it was okay <laughs> interesting but um has but, she ever alluded to being a stoner like when she was younger no she never did um just really into that stoner culture <laughs> it's like i love what you guys do i wouldn't do it myself but i want to hang around it what's your mom's name uh lenore lenore <laughs> secretly the coolest she loves stoner comedies and wrestling <laughs> i love her amazing <laughs> But we uh we watched a good portion of Neighbors too. Um, it was fine. It was fun. Um, had she seen it before? Or she not? had not seen it before. Um, but yeah, just Neighbors too, starring um, Seth Rogen, um, Chloe Grace Moretz, um, what's her name? Uh, the Australian one, oh, not Emily Blunt. Rose. Rose. Burn? Rose Byrne. Yes, Rose Byrne. So pretty. Um, Ike Barinholtz. Um, Love him. And Zach Efron. Who does Ike Barinholtz play in the movie? He plays Seth Rogen's, like, friend. Love, um, of course. <laughs> um, that is dating, like, Rose Byrne's friend. Okay. And they are also scheming with them to stop the sorority next door. Gotcha. Um, they're not straying far off the beaten path in this one. It's uh, The first one was all about getting the, the male fraternity that was next door to them to shut down so they could live their lives. In the second one, they're trying to sell their home and move out of the neighborhood. But a sorority is there, and they're going to bring the value down of their home and the neighborhood due to the fact that they are always having crazy parties and all that stuff. So they're trying to just shut them down, get them out of the neighborhood so they can sell the house to um, <laughs> to Sam Richardson and what's no her way. name? Um, uh, Abby from uh, Broad City. Abby Glazer? Ab- no. Alana Glazer and Abby... Abby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why can't I... Jacobson. Abby Jacobson. God, so sorry, Abby Jacobson. Um, but yes, trying to sell it to Sam Richardson and Abby Jacobson. I want that to be a couple in real life. <laughs> I love both of them. Sam oh, I didn't know Sam Richardson was in it. Like I love him. A so few much. times they'll go to like the arbitration room of like, please just buy our house. And they're just like vehemently like, No, we're not buying this dumb house. No one tells us a sorority next door. <laughs> and seeing Abby Jacobson and Sam Richardson lose it on them <laughs> is like really hilarious. Um I love it. 
but no the movie's fine it's like they're not trying to like get too crazy insofar as like doing new things i brian holtz again steals a show for me at least always um it was a fine movie to watch with my mom they bring in the plot is that they bring in zach efron's character to like help destroy the girls right so originally zach efron plays both sides in this oh. um he is a recent graduate um just trying to like figure life out because he's doesn't really have a stable job and like you know still wants like to live his college days and all that stuff but he's just having trouble adjusting to the adult world um he gets kicked out of his apartment um because like his buddy dave franco is moving in with his uh uh, with his boyfriend and he himself is just like well i guess i have nowhere to be so the sorority takes him in and he's (laughs) like teaches them like well you know if you're trying to make money this is how you do it he kind of like helps them be like a house mom kind of like and yeah and but time goes on he's like all right ladies you know this is immoral you can't like do this to other people on campus like they're they want to raise money for the house and they want to sell weed to do it Mm -mm. but the thing is they want to cut every other dealer out on campus so they want to rat them all out and he's just like guys that's like kind of like not cool like you know everyone else is trying to live their lives there's other ways that we can go about making money and they're like no this is dumb this is the fastest way to do it goodbye they kick him out and then he rolls in with seth rogan and rose byrne and joins their team it's like they kicked me out and i have nowhere else to be And Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne kind of teach him how to be an adult a little bit. <laughs> and the same time, he's helping them get rid of the sorority next door. Nice. Yeah. So it's fine. It was fun. Um, it is funny at points. Um, they do a good job of evolving some of the jokes they had from the original one. There's a lot of airbag uh, pratfall humor that happens. It's so, so specific. Yeah, it is very specific to these this movie series. <laughs> um, where in which an airbag acts as like a catapult or like, you know, a device to hurt someone in the way that's not permanent. So like putting an airbag underneath someone's seat like in their office and like launching them into the ceiling as they fall through the drop ceiling again. Like <laughs> they're able to evolve that joke, which is it seems like it'd be kinda hard to do, <laughs> but they do it in the okay. second one. Um, but yeah, that's the only other thing I guess I want to talk about <laughs> outside of the assignment that you've given me. Cool. Um, but I gave you an assignment. You um, did. And we, this is, this situation is a bit of a Goggins fest. <laughs> um, Always. Cause you've given me Justified and I gave you, uh. <laughs> Listen, welcome to Goggins Fest 2019. <laughs> it's a great inaugural festival. Get your goggles on. We're going to Goggins Town. <laughs> All right. Um, we all just put on goggles that make us look like long goggles <laughs> just around the eyes. I'd love it. Hairlines back. Exactly. <laughs> Big old teeth. I <laughs> uh, love them. Um, so I watched Vice, the first two episodes of Vice Principals mm-hmm. um, with Walton Goggins and Danny McBride. Bill Murray is the principal, which I had forgotten that he makes I a cameo on the show. I forgot he was a cameo on the show. <laughs> um, so he's the principal of this high school in South Carolina. He, um, uh, his wife dies, so he resigns as principal, and so they're co-vice principals. Yeah. And so they're both competing to become the principal, but instead of one of them becoming the principal, they bring in an outside person, so the enemy of my enemy is my friend, Mm -hmm. so they kind of team up, um, to try to get rid of her, even though she's, like, super qualified and yes appears to be very great at job, <laughs> and there's no reason to get rid of her whatsoever um busy phillips is uh danny mcbride's ex-wife um and then the guy who plays her boyfriend is also kind of funny and i like oh shea wiggum 
um, yes. who's another one of those guys. I've seen guys. him in a million things, in a million too. Things. He was on Boardwalk Empire for a long time. He looks slightly different because he has more of a, like a neckbeard situation mm-hmm. in the show. Um, and I like in any show or movie when um, if like a character's a divorce and then they have new significant others, when the significant others are actually like really supportive yes. of people who they shouldn't be. And so he's actually surprisingly supportive of Danny McBride and Danny McBride's just like, fuck you. And he doesn't ever like return that like no. negative energy. He's like, eh, if you feel that way, man, you feel that way. It's cool. He's just like, we're just really proud of you becoming principal. And he's like, I didn't, I hate that you have to see me this way. And he starts to cry. He's like, I didn't get the job. It's just really funny. Um, them, I think I'll keep up with the show. I mean, okay. it's only two seasons, which I think makes it also easier to commit to. It's that. very digestible. <coughs> um, but just whenever, <laughs> whenever um, it's only—I think it's happened a couple times when the first time it's with Bill Murray's back turned to them and they're doing the Pledge of Allegiance, mm-hmm. and like while Goggins is just giving Danny McBride the finger like, <laughs> right in his face because Bill Murray's back is turned. And then at one point they're praying, and so they're just making face at each other and like starting to make each other laugh. Mm-hmm. They have a good chemistry, and it's fun to see Walton Goggins as like a legit comedy character yes to truly be playful as opposed to being like kind of funny in a serious setting right 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 um so yeah i really just want to keep watching long goggins um and then danny mcbride a flustered danny mcbride is just really fun (laughs) and the fact and like it's sweet that he has a daughter and he genuinely loves his daughter Mm -hmm. and wants her to be proud of him and that she's into horseback riding um and this it's just great he um he needs money for the horseback riding so he gets the the brooch that has the diamonds and he throws it at the guy like, <laughs> yeah fuck you kind of he's also in the driving school car with the kid driving and so they're trying to do like k-turns mm-hmm. out of the parking lot after his very like vindicated way of getting the money to this guy yep and it's just really fun it's a fun show it's pretty light so uh i think i'll keep up with it um I would just say I can't wait for you to see Walton Goggins' character, his home life, and what that's like. They did go to his house. Okay. (laughs) Um, And I couldn't tell if his character was supposed to be gay or straight for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess his character's straight because he's married to some Korean woman. Mm Mm-hmm. But (laughs) her mother lives with them, and she's like a hardcore Korean lady, Mm -hmm. like fresh off the boat. And she's apparently very mean to him. And so he like spits in her teacup and stuff. <laughs> and it's great. And just seeing Danny McBride's facial expressions, watching this woman like drink this tea mm-hmm. is just great. Um, it's fun. I like those two guys a lot. So to see them in a show together is fun. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, to continue Goggins Fest 2019. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I watched Justified. Yes. Uh, I, I did not get to finish all the second episode. I watched an episode and a half. That's enough. But I uh, watched the first episode and a half of Justified, and I liked it. I really did enjoy it. Again, another FX original. Oh, yeah. Um, Starring uh, Josh Duhamel. Excuse me. Timothy Olyphant. You're such a jerk. I legitimately forgot. I, you... I didn't want to make the joke, but I did unconsciously. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Timothy. Timothy Olyphant. Forgive him. Who is really fun in the show, actually. He's very good. Um, and yeah, the show's starting off in such a way where in which he's, you've explained on the show before, but 
yeah, he did a thing that kind of got him sent back to the boonies a little bit. You shouldn't shoot a guy <laughs> in broad daylight just because he drew his gun. Um, and he did the thing uh, where he said the title and won the show. Oh, yeah. Like, why'd you do it? I was justified. Oh. All right. All right, Tim. It was cool. Shut up. It gets less terrible. No, I didn't think that was terrible. I was like, okay. It was a little bit terrible. <laughs> like, all right. Um, you got you to gotta get it out. Um, but the first episode was good. Um, it really did a good job at setting the mm-hmm. field and what world he's in now and how he has to kind of like assimilate back to like a world that he thought he knew mm-hmm. or understood. The players have evolved since he left the game. So yes. Now, yeah. Like the th- things have changed significantly. And Walton Garn's character, um, being a hardcore criminal, like white supremacist, um, like the first thing you see him do is like kill a guy that he doesn't trust to find out, thinking that he was like a, a cop or a rat to find out like, oh, that guy was actually legit. And I just kind of didn't like him. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, and to see All Fat come back and just kind of readjust and be uncomfortable in certain situations and kind of like be on the start of like this first case here and figuring out that like, oh, all the people I used to know are involved in this. Oh, that's going to change things for me around here. Um, I liked seeing the little cameo of Dougie Doug. I like that actor, and I don't get to see him in anything because I feel like he doesn't get to do much these days. I have no idea who that is. He played the priest of the church that got blown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played uh, Sanka in Cool Runnings and also played... um, (laughs) He's in a lot of things in the early 90s, um, but was also in one of my favorite bad movies. He plays a DJ in Eight-Legged Freaks. (laughs) I, I could on a Sunday afternoon I could turn that on and fade away. I've I never seen it. Really enjoy it. It's on Netflix. It's a fun bad movie, um, okay. starring David Arquette and Scarlett Johansson. What? They were in a movie together. Was she twelve? She was fifteen or sixteen. What is it about? <laughs> it's about spiders that take over a small southwestern town. That sounds so up my alley. I don't even know what to do with myself. It is nineteen fifties B movie beauty. Love it. Made in like 2002. I'm seeing people with crossbows and like a hockey mask or a baseball umpire. No, not umpire. But a catcher's mask. I'm mm-hmm. in. I like it. Um, it is, yeah, I think it very much falls in the vein of things like Tremors. Cool. Um, it's fun. But that aside, we're talking about Justified right now. Sorry. Justified was fun. Um, I, in the second episode, um, I like the way it started of just, um, this is now a, a, a prison break in a very unique kind of way, like a prison band that's like playing for like you know this high society function, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they escape, and like Timothy Elephant is now tracking them down, and he got caught in a situation where everything he has has been stripped away from him, his gun, like his badge, his identification, and he's just now kind of the hostage of a guy that knows his family, and you find out like oh yeah my dad's kind of a criminal like what mm-hmm. u.s marshal okay this is going to be very interesting like, very much a criminal <laughs> for you that's forward. an interesting character like i imagine i feel like at some point they will come at I, I don't know this but i'm thinking that his dad is like the main antagonist maybe perhaps i don't know but it'd be interesting if that was the case you have you got a good poker face going on right now um i like this show for many reasons mm-hmm. much of which is timothy oliphant's face <laughs> um but it has kind of a revolving cast of antagonists and their roles change depending on what's going on oh because it's just 
different people need each other at different times. Where enemies aren't always enemies. Right. Okay. Um, and the sometimes Timothy Oliphant's character is the least interesting because mm-hmm. um, Walton Goggins' character is great and the the it's very much an ensemble. Okay. Um, even though he is the main guy, um, and they really use um, the supporting cast very well. Um, and like season two, even though there are, um, there's a lot going on because every week there's like a new just kind of crime of the week type thing. But then there's also a big story, a overall. bigger story overall. Um, like in the second season when, um, what's her face? Oh, the actress who's, you mentioned, um, is on Bojack Horseman. Um, she's a oh god. Kristen Chenoweth. No, no, no. She's an, she's like in her fifties. She's an amazing. Oh, Margot uh, Martindale. Margot Martindale. So her <laughs> and her family are. It's kind of there's always like three kind of antagonists because there's always Walton Goggins kind of in the background, mm-hmm. getting up to things. Um, Margot Martindale, her. Her and her family, they're also um, a step up, but in the background, sometimes in the foreground Mm -hmm. as bad guys. But then there's also sometimes the bad guys of the week also happening and he's going after them. So there's, it doesn't get boring because there's always things going on and Mm -hmm. people are always kind of scheming and stuff. Um, So it's really fun and kind of keeps you interested. I noticed that uh, it's based on a book by yes. uh, Elmer Leonard, um, who's like you know dumb things like a the book that Jackie Brown is based on, the book that oh. like uh, Out of Sight is based on. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, like he's like this pulpy detective crime novelist. Okay. Um, so I was surprised, like, oh, cool. Okay, this should be like pretty cool and pretty fun, and it is. Um, I I wish I had watched this like in conjunction with things like Sons of Anarchy because I feel like yeah. overall this is like a better show. Sons of Anarchy really gets into like certain kinds of grooves that it feels comfortable in, and it gets kind of very predictable and sometimes samey. Um, but for this, I'm very curious about it. it. Feels like things change, but like not so significantly that there's a big bad this season and we got to take them down. It's like no, like this is this person's going to be here for a while. Is what I'm thinking. Because yes, because. Um because he's from this community, because people do know each other, mm-hmm. it's just constantly shifting alliances and histories. So even though this person is being shitty, like I also have this history with them. Okay. And it makes it a little bit more difficult. Um, and history between the actual families. Um, I'm in season three now, which is not as great. Question. How many seasons are there overall? I think five. Okay. So far of what you've seen, what is your favorite season? Uh, season two with, um, oh my, Margot Martindale. Okay. She's, she's just great. Okay. Um, she's Ike Barinholtz of drama. Whenever she comes in, you know, it's going to be great. Um, and yeah, because her whole family and that whole situation there's also her character in that family in that situation is also there's like a business portion of it that is interesting. Oh, okay. Um, and people manipulating each other that way. You're not sure how it's going to go. There's so much going on, but and it forces you to pay attention, but you're more than happy to. 
I don't know. Given the structure and setting, this feels like a more fun version of Ozark. I didn't watch Ozark. Um, it I, what you're saying. It has a lot of parallels, I feel, with Ozark as far as, like, you know, family businesses, but also, like, criminality Mm -hmm. happening, not even the background, the foreground of things, Mm -hmm. and, like, families of criminals, Um, and, like, you know, some people being real dumb about it, and some people being very intelligent about it, all within, like, you know, working for the same cause. Um, I feel like a lot of those themes are represented in Ozark, but the overall tone is, like, way more serious and grim, even in the way the show looks. It's, like, it's just green and black. It's the way the mm, show looks, yeah. which is does not against it. That's a stylistic choice. Yeah. But in watching Justified and like you know hearing what you're saying about it, it just feels like oh, this is like that, but like not a downer every episode. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not. It's drama, but they Timothy Oliphant is funny and has a good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And some of the characters they have on there, they definitely can keep it lighter, just from the character being kind of doofy or whatever in the situations, but not to the point that you are taken out of it at all. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't mock the idea of kind of like a backwoods, um, like small community. Like, like right. their most portrayals would portray them as being really dumb. Like these are dumb hicks. Like, no, yeah. these are like intelligent criminal business people. They're working with what they have and they're being smart about it mm-hmm. and they're working that system. Um, and they know it inside it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like that about it. It doesn't dumb anything down for anybody, nice. both for the audience and the characters themselves. Like just because someone is from a certain place or sounds a certain way, do not underestimate them. And they know that too. The characters they use like, that to their advantage. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, it only gets better from there. Mostly Wallen Goggins' character, <laughs> like it is. It is a very long arc. Mm-hmm. His character between the beginning and season, where I'm at in the beginning of season three, like he's gone through some changes and they're, they're not necessarily far-fetched. Like they're fair changes. You see the progression. Yes. Um, and it's really interesting. He does such a great job. Um, I'm interested to see where he ends up at the end of it because he's, he's always got some kind of scheme. Um, I would stick with it. It almost kind of reminds me of Breaking Bad that you really do see these characters evolve um, and the supporting cast is really strong and you really like it when like Mike from Breaking Bad pops up like oh just as like interesting. a as a side character or as like just a, a when he pops supporting up in Breaking character. Bad even though he's not Walter White oh, not, he doesn't I'm so sorry I thought sorry. you meant that Jonathan Banks like no, oh, has like amazing. an appearance on the show or something like that um, okay. but like when those side characters pop up you're just as interested in them as you are in the main character okay cool yes I, I do like the idea that you know there's a side character that is not the main character not even many episodes but when they're there you're ma- you're magnetized to them yes. like oh cool this person's here what does this mean whenever uh Raylan, Timothy Olyphant's character, whenever his dad appears, like, something's gonna happen. I didn't realize his name was Raylan. His That's r- name is Raylan Gibbons. It's a wonderful, ridiculous name. It's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, oh, shit, I didn't think of what have you watched for the... Oh, farts. <laughs> it's okay. Um, if you don't have anything now, or you can think of something, I will throw anything at me, either now or before we meet again or if you think um, something now there is a movie that uh, my friend Rachel who's 
listens to the show. Hey, Rachel, what's going on? <laughs> oh, yeah, you also know we went to school with her. <laughs> um, she has asked me to, she has wanted us to watch, and mm-hmm. I will also watch it, but this will be your, I guess, assignment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's called A, Sim- a Simple Favor. It's a with. It came out favor. last year. It's with Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. Oh, I remember seeing trailers for this and just feeling like, what is going on here? Like, yeah, I think Paul Feig, did he direct it? Because. And I was like, what do you mean he directed it? That's uh, the thing. Because like I saw Anna Kendrick, I saw like, Paul Feig directing. It's like, yeah. oh, this will be a comedy. That nope. trailer is not portray a comedy. Not at all. Um, so, and she's like, I don't know what to make of this movie. I don't even know if I liked it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, ooh, rated R. Yeah. Um, that will be the assignment. Okay. Um, I'll also happen to watch it because sure. I'm interested, um, to discuss. Cause yeah, I, from the trailer, like I get what it's about, but I do not know where it is going. I'll be interested. To see. <laughs> okay. And I otherwise would never watch it. Uh huh. So yeah, I, yeah. I think Paul Feig directed it, which is also kind of bananas i mean cool on him and expanding his like you know desire to do different things i love him i feel like jordan peele has given like you know every funny person director like an idea of like maybe i don't have to just do comedies maybe from judd apatow the next thing you see will be like you know an erotic thriller who knows oh god featuring james spader How to make Jason terrified of a movie. <laughs> Is he doing things to people? He's doing all the things to all the people. Oh, no. <laughs> They're not safe. No one's safe. Run. <laughs> Lock your Jason, doors. Jason, sitting at dinner. I know, but run. <laughs> Gird your loins. <laughs> um, what do you have for me? Anything in mind? I had an idea for you because I saw it on Amazon Prime. I really enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm always scared. I, was, I wanted you to watch Highlander. But we're going to pivot from that because you oh. showed such interest in Eight-Legged Freaks. I'll have you watch Eight-Legged Freaks. Yay! It is available on uh, Netflix. Okay. So you can absolutely catch it there. Awesome. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. And I think you're going to be very surprised at like certain people that show up. And I love it. I think you're going to just enjoy it overall. Cool. I'm writing this down. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm like weird. I I love creature movie. This is a creature movie. This I is a creaturey creature movie. I also, um, what's the other one? Uh, Starship Troopers? Yeah. It's another one I kind of want to watch. You've I, never seen it? I think I have, or at least but it was a, a while. portion of it. But yeah, it was so long ago. I, I, I can barely remember things I watched last week. <laughs> so to be able to remember something from years ago will never happen. I yes, that'll be on the docket at some point in the future. I like that movie a whole bunch, and it is a fun parody of war films. Cool. Um, but yeah, we've got our things. Nice. I think we're. I'm pretty excited about what I have to watch for next time. I'm very curious too. Me too. <laughs> it kind of looks like an erotic thriller. <laughs> oh God, no oh cameos! Oh my God, what if James Spader uh, pops up in this movie? No. How amazing would that be? Uh, no. <laughs> oh God. The, the thought of it terrifies me. Also, we have to figure out when I'm going to watch wrestling with you. 
we've been talking about this for a while. We've said a lot of things. Um, we're in the season. Um, is there are there seasons for wrestling? There are seasons. I think this is the prime season. We're in the fever pitch. This is the road to WrestleMania. Oh, when is WrestleMania usually? Uh, the last week of March, first week of April. Oh, we're really getting there. We're in the heat of it. Um, <laughs> but <Gross. laughs> I just find that description. We're in the heat of sweaty dudes Ew. slamming each other oh, on no. canvas. Um, no, we can certainly pick something. We, we can do this today if you wanted to, if you had the time. But we can also choose any other time in the future. I mean, should I, I, should I just watch the WrestleMania? But I don't actually no. know what WrestleMania is. That'd be so tough if you're waiting in that pool. It's, okay. I'd so rather... I think you need to just pick something. Yes. And then we'll figure it out. Yes. And I wouldn't want you to watch it alone. I'd rather Me watch neither. together. <laughs> I will have so many questions. Okay. So maybe something that we will declare on the next episode. Okay, cool. All right. Or discuss the next episode. Who knows what will happen between now and then. So much could happen. So much can happen. And so much... I hope it involves James Spader just to disturb you. No, I never want to meet him. I'm too scared. I love that you can even imagine that that would be a thing that would happen. You Anything would. is well, possible I in this world. think he lives in New York. Don't tell me that. If he does, Jason, <laughs> I'll track uh, him down. Uh, I can feel him already. Anyway... <laughs> Thank you all for listening <laughs> to Observe and Report. Oh, we will catch you next time. Later, everybody. Bye. <laughs>